Yep. You are replaceable. I'm not talking about as a person. I'm talking about in your job. No matter how much you've given, how much you've sacrificed, things can change. So why truly give yourself to any company or any group of people then? Or maybe you think it could never happen to you. Maybe you're going to work in the same place for 20 or 30 years, and that's great. But at some point, it is possible that all of us are replaceable. When that happens, what do you do about that? How do you get past that? How do you get back on the horse and realize you are a valuable person and you can move forward? We're going to talk about that right now. You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we help to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity, and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends, and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. Welcome back, everybody, to the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Hope you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and uh, share it with all your friends and colleagues and uh, start discussions on this topic. So in a day where most, you know, most of us never think about being replaced. We go to work and we do our jobs and, and everything seems just fine. But um, companies are very good about hiding the layoffs that are coming. And they, you know, that makes total sense. If, if they started telling people, hey, the company's in trouble, or we're thinking about going in a different direction or things like that. Well, of course, people start jumping ship or, or do the quiet quitting you hear so much about, but they're very good at hiding that. And the thing is, there's many reasons you can be replaced. And before we get into anything, you must understand you are responsible for you. Now you can blame who you want and, and you'd, you'd probably be right. There, there probably is someone who's making a bad decision at some point as far as maybe they got a personal axe to grind with you. That's happened to me before. I get it. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you're going to, if you got replaced, you're going to be gone. You can't just, can't pay your mortgage with your anger. So you, you got to understand that you are responsible for you, even if it's not your fault, because it's really about what you do next that matters. And you may never experience this. Maybe you do stay in the same place 20 or 30 years, and I, I hope you do. Or at least if you do start to move around, you're doing that on your own. You are making the decisions to move on to something else, something bigger, something greater, that that's your call. But for a lot of us, we get in a place where we think we can be successful and grow. And hopefully you are in a company where that does happen, that you can grow from within and you don't necessarily have to go somewhere else in order to be a success story. But it's not always the case. But if it's not up to you, meaning you got replaced, that's exactly how you feel that, that your value of yourself just drops through the basement. So I hope you never do experience it, but it's very possible that it can happen. And maybe you know when it's time to go first. You can see the tea leaves coming. Uh, it, uh, and I saw this in the mortgage industry many years ago, where right before, uh, well, actually two years before the housing bubble of 2008, that uh, like the kind of deals we were making in the mortgage industry made no sense at all, or the deals we used to be able to make very easily were drying up all over the place. In other words, the business was disappearing. 
So between that and between the, 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 the deals that should have been able to be made, it just stopped. And I saw that kind of coming and I said, I got to get out of here because obviously being paid on commission and you're trying to raise a family is not a good combination when you're, you're not selling. So, you know, it, it could, you could see it coming or it could just come out of the blue that a company's downsizing you thought was doing tremendous, or maybe you just had that interaction with that one boss and the writing was on the wall that you weren't a team player and all the other things they say in order to say, well, it's time to go in a different direction or stuff like that. You could be a total victim of something. So, you know, this may sound negative, but working from the perspective that you are replaceable can actually be healthy in one sense that if you not live in anxiety or fear, but you constantly grow yourself just a little bit at a time, just, just, you know, this year and next year, there's just one little thing, the certificate and something you get, or, or maybe you do finish that college degree or that master's degree. It could be, could be something as large as that, or just something you're getting involved with. But I guess for lack of a better term, if you're just simply growing your brand and just a little side note about the brand, a lot of people talk about that and you, you automatically think about somebody on social media that's got you know, the media team and all that stuff. Everybody has a brand, no matter how big or small. In other words, you're known for what you're known for. That's your brand. And it could be three people that know it. It could be a hundred thousand people that know it, but whatever it is, people know who you are. They know what you're about. And if you can think about, well, what, and this is really kind of a healthy exercise. Just think about well, what if I was replaced? Or what if I did have to just move on? What would I do? How would I do it? What could I do? What are my options? And when you start thinking like that, you, you start to get some clarity on the things you should be doing. Even if it's just how do I be better at what I'm already doing in order to make myself uh, a little bit more useful. So I'm not saying you should live in fear or anxiety. Um, just know that nothing is 100% guaranteed ever. No matter how good it sounds, nothing is guaranteed. So let's talk about the emotional toll about being replaced. Now, immediately you think of your income, of course, <laughs> missing a paycheck uh, that will stress you out more than just about anything. And especially if you are living paycheck to paycheck, that's even worse because you're, you're limiting your time. In, in how you can respond. And I, and I want to get into some you know, whole spiel like, like Dave Ramsey would uh, about saving money and things like that. But you really kind of have to calculate based on your savings, based on your retirement, like how long could you go on for if you didn't have your job, if you didn't have your paycheck. But that's your immediate thing is how am I going to pay my bills, the finances, all of that stuff. And there's nothing quite like the anxiety of... Uh, watching your savings start to disappear and that, that clock starts ticking and you get more anxious and applying for jobs all of a sudden got way more stressful because you just, you, you really need something. You got to have something and it's, it can get very stressful. But then as the anger subsides, the feeling of not being needed or that you've given everything you've just given and it just got taken away from you in an instant, just like that, pack your box and get out. To me, that was that that was probably the biggest feeling I had that I didn't need to be somewhere 
I, I, I wanted to be somewhere. I wanted to be earning a paycheck, but nobody needed me. I wasn't, I was, there was a period of time I was, I was, didn't have a job. And that was the overwhelming feeling after all the anxiety and fear of, of the financial part that I just didn't need to be anywhere. I wasn't needed anywhere. And then you think about, well, do you lash out in your exit interview? And let me tell you something. None of that stuff matters. None of it. it. What good is any of that? Yeah, you're angry, but when you're basically when you're out, you're out. You're not going to take the company down. You're not going to take down the person who got rid of you. It's not going to happen. So d d you have to start thinking, what are you going to learn from it? Because they're, they're not going to change their mind. They're not going to discover something magically and say, oh, you know what? We made a poor decision here. When, when somebody's to that point where they're letting someone go, uh, there, there's no question of what they're doing. So be proactive about being replaceable. I'm talking about life, not just one job. I'm talking about like, like the, the name of this podcast, Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, it, it covers so many different things because as you start getting into the skill sets of leadership, that applies to everything you do. Doesn't matter if you're in a small church group or a charity function or at work uh, or even your family unit, you know, how you lead a group of people uh, transcends through all that once you learn uh, how you do, how do you lead people? How do you, how do you grow other people? How do you grow yourself? And so it's, it's about life, not just about a job, but often we put so much identity into our jobs and it makes sense. People always ask what you do or who are you? And, you know, we, we put so much value on that, that job we currently have. Kind of like I've said before, do you need your paycheck? or the amount that's on your paycheck. And the distinction there is who's writing that check. So is it just a matter of, oh, I need X number of dollars per week to live the life I wanna live, or I really wanna work here, and to a degree, I don't care what's on there. It, so you you have this in, you know, you formulate friendships, you, 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 you have some ownership, you have some responsibility. So all of that makes sense, and I'm not trying to diminish, diminish any of that, but, you can be one of the best and still be let go. Check out this fantastic book uh, by Liz Wiseman called Impact Players. And it talks all about how you can be the best asset to your company in so many different ways. Great book. I, I highly recommend you read it. But you could be doing all of those right things and still it could happen. So the question is, how do you get back on the horse? How do you move forward? without the, the hate and the anger or the anxiety and you get past the failure, get rid of the shame. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, unfortunately, especially right now in the tech world, there's a lot of layoffs and, and maybe there's as much shame as there used to be because, you know, before anybody got laid off, they just assumed they were a horrible worker, but it could be just about anything. But how do you get past that and thinking, Hey, is this my failure? or the happenstance of what happened. And to do that, you've got to have an honest evaluation of what happened. And I mean, honest, you can't sugarcoat anything. You really have to take a hard look at what happened. And here's my recipe for examining both wins and losses, not just the hard times. And this is, I know we're specifically talking about how do we get past the point 
of you being replaceable, but even the wins, because you could do something very successfully and just kind of hang your head on that and never really grow from that or, or gain some sort of attitude from it. And you, you certainly don't want to stay there. You still need to grow no matter what, whether you're winning or losing, you have to keep moving forward and you cannot stay in the same place. So this might sound a little bit morbid, but I'm a huge forensic files fan. And more importantly, letting go and finding closure you need um, really is the only way you can move forward because you got to be good with yourself before you can be good outward. And so when, when you're full of, of hate, fear, anxiety, all those things, it really starts to control what it is you're doing. And if you don't find an honest way to figure out what the heck just happened to you and really deal with that, like really deal with it before you're moving on. Yeah. You might get a job somewhere. You might do something, but all of those same things are going to keep coming back to you or Maybe you're a totally different person at this new job because you remember what just happened to you at the last one. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to give myself again like that. I'm not going to sacrifice anything. And you find yourself performing at a much lower rate. So there's three things you need to do. Should this happen to you? Or maybe if your career is kind of stuck and you're not really moving anywhere, you're not getting any traction. Um, but but particularly if if you have been replaced if you you have been laid off you have been let go you need to do three things you need to do an autopsy you need to do a eulogy and you need to do a funeral and i know you just said i hey i just went through this huge negative thing and none of those things sound positive because they're all usually tied to someone passing away but the analyzation of what you need to do is really really super helpful so in the autopsy you think about that, that is done by a medical professional that has nothing to do with the person in front of them on their table. I know sounds morbid, but that's the way autopsies go. And that's the way you have to look at what really happened with no bias. Was it your fault? Was it a vindictive boss or no one's fault? The company just laid people off. Um, you know, uh, there's an argument to be made. How does a company not know their profits are going down the tubes or whatever? But, but let's just say that happened. But really be honest. Was it you? Did you have some kind of chip on your shoulder and become hard to work with? Did you not fulfill roles like you should have? Did you phone it in? You've been there so long that you're on autopilot and you're not really performing at a high level. Or is it the boss's fault? doesn't like you, has a friend they want to put in the spot that you're in. That's happened to me before. I found out much, much later, but in those situations, there's nothing you can do about it. But those are the things that you have to really break down. And this step, really to getting your mind right, this is step one, because you got to be honest with yourself, even if it was you. And I don't mean like, this company's evil and a bunch of dirty, rotten bastards, none of that stuff, but just really analyze what happened because again, your mindset is going to drift into, gosh, am I not, am I not worthy? Am I not good enough? And you really have to see what happened. And if it is your fault, what behaviors are you going to change? So it doesn't happen again. I mean, unless you're going to start your own company and do your own thing, you're always going to answer to someone else. 
And you don't want to get on this hamster wheel of, of being the same person, no matter where you work, no matter what group of people you're hanging out with. And then keep wondering, why does this keep happening to me? Why does this keep happening? Well, maybe you haven't really examined yourself. So really doing an autopsy on what just happened. If the baby's ugly, then damn it, say the baby's ugly. Even, even if it's you, I'm guilty as charged. There was things many, many years ago um, that I didn't think I needed to be any different. And turns out I did. And until I started doing some of those things, not much changed. So step one, you really got to examine what just happened to you. Why were you replaced? Why were you laid off, fired? Whatever you want to call it, whatever happened to you, really get honest with what happened. Now, step two is the eulogy. You always have the eulogy before the funeral. And the reason why the eulogy is so important after you really determine what happened is you get to how did the experience make you feel about what just happened, about yourself? Did it kill your trust with any future employer you may have? And, and that makes total sense, especially if you've really given yourself, sacrificed, you name it. Let other people take credit for your work, work weekends, nights, on your vacation, you know, all of that stuff. And it still happened. So of course it's going to weigh on your trust. How did it make you feel about that? Are you ever going to be the same person? In other words, are you going to get on a different team and, and just start anew and be who you always wanted to be? Or are you going to be guarded? Are you going to be gun shy about moving forward? What did you learn that leads to actual change? And I'm talking about behavior change in you. Because even if you were a quote unquote victim, like, like I said, vindictive boss or company laid you off, just, just slicing uh, help because they got to cut costs and you're a victim of that. Um, what did you learn that leads to actual change? What behaviors can you change? Even in a disappointment, you can find some good, some positive, but you got to get into the, the, the fact of how it made you feel because what happens is feelings become thoughts and they keep rolling around in your head. And then the thoughts become actions. Like when you think yourself into a situation, even if it's nowhere near as bad as you think, or it really is, I should say, but because you're constantly thinking it, like be, you know, being replaced and saying, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I, I uh, should have spoke up and I did, or whatever feeling you're having, those thoughts actually start becoming actions that you're doing, how you're behaving, because you're thinking about them too much. And then the problem with that is, is those actions now become habits because you continuously do them. And we all know somebody in our life that maybe they run from relationship to relationship or job to job or whatever. And the same problems creep up because they never change how they approach things or how they feel about things or how they deal with other people and they never learn from them. So you got to be super careful about in this eulogy stage. One, you've got to address the true feelings that it made you feel from every perspective, but then get some clarity on the fact if you did a really good autopsy to figure out what really truly happened, that now that you got the feelings part of it through eulogy, how did this make you feel? You can start to move on from that only if you got real with yourself. But 
you can start doing that. And of course, the last thing is the funeral. And this is important because, and it is synonymous with having a real funeral is whether you're burying it or cremating it, it doesn't mean you forget it. You're never going to forget that time that this happened to you, but it also doesn't mean you dwell on it either. And this is a hard one because if you've really, like maybe it was the dream job or maybe you like grew up in this company, you started working there right after high school or right after college and you were super young when you started and now you've, you, you really just grown as a person in there and it's just kind of taken away from you and that's what you always wanted to do. I get it, but you can't dwell on it. You have to make it a benchmark of growth. And that's, that's the sign of a healthy mindset, a sign of maturity that even though this super negative thing just happened to you, can you categorize it as a benchmark of growth that you're not forgetting it, you know what happened, but you're not dwelling on it either. You can't let one moment define who you are in life. You just can't. I read a quote the other day and it said, don't take for granted an employee that practices self-learning during their time off. Is that you? Are you constantly learning, growing yourself just a little bit more, as I like to say in our tagline? And you'll find that once you do that, you become a value overall in life to other people, to other other companies, other contacts. And yeah, there, there's this period of time where maybe you're not employed and you're not getting a paycheck, but how many people stand around? I don't know what I'm going to do. That can't be you. The fact that you're listening to a leadership podcast, it doesn't sound like that's you. People who want to grow and learn and become something better, they listen to podcasts. They listen to something that helps them grow. They read. They, they expand their mind. And let me tell you something. Companies will live without you. They absolutely will. Whether you get whether you do get replaced, whether you decide to leave on your own, whether you think, and I, you know, I had somebody say this the other day, well, if I wasn't here, everything would just fall apart. No, it won't. Now, granted, it might not be as great, but it's not going to fall apart. That company is going to do just fine without you, and they're going to move on. So why wouldn't you, if you were replaced, why would you sit there and dwell on that? Or as John Maxwell likes to say, about failure, you can make it a moment or a monument. There are some people that never get over that loss in their career and they constantly bring it up and they constantly have this woe is me attitude and they never move on from it. And you cannot do that. Because really, if you want to change your life, you just need to change your zip code. Like, where are you? You're working in this one place and now you can't, and then you're going to work somewhere else. And how can you make them better? How can you make you better? Just simply by, like, think about when you started, uh, how full of energy you were and, and you couldn't wait to show them what you had and all that. What a great feeling that must be rather than being in the, in the same old level for years and years and years. How exciting would that be? And simply by just changing your zip code, you can really, really be positive and grow. But you need to constantly be moving forward in order to do that. Because you got to start thinking you're not replaceable, you're renewable. And there's a big difference there. 
Because when you think about being replaced, you think about never leaving where you just left. You got to start thinking, I'm renewable. If this all fell apart today, I here's what I would do. X, Y, and Z. One, two, three. You have those plans because you are a person that constantly self-develops yourself. So I know, like I said at the beginning, everybody is replaceable and they are. But stop thinking about being replaced and just simply thinking about renewing yourself. So what did we learn today? How did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.